Can I get a oh yeah? Welcome to Podcast My Brand, where we help you launch your branded podcast, get better at the craft of podcasting, grow your audience, and make cash from your show. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor of Podcast Town. Let's get to it. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. All right, Rachel. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. (laughs) Now, I know that from just kind of seeing you out there on social and such that you sing as well. And I know probably the question, the last question you want is for me to ask you to sing. So I'm not going to do that because I know how that feels (laughs) as a fellow singer. I don't like when people just push my sing now button. So it's okay. If you, if you want to work it in later, you just work it in. I'm happy to do it. I do not mind. I do not mind. (laughs) Got it. Just thought I'd share that because I know I feel your pain. (laughs) (laughs) So now you don't have what is traditionally considered a podcast. But you do a live show, so I'm curious to know a little bit about that and how you got started with that. Yeah, so I would go on and be a guest and attendee on my friend Brian Shulman, who's very active on LinkedIn. He has a LinkedIn live show, LinkedIn live show called Shout Out Saturday and What's Good Wednesday, and they're like four hour shows. And I started just popping on them and they would have, they bring guests up all the time. And then he started, he found out that I sang and then he'd be like, oh, sing us something. So I'd like end up singing something or somebody's birthday, like Rachel, would you come on the show and like sing? So basically I started going on people's shows a lot. And as a speaker, I'm very comfortable being on camera. I'm very comfortable improvising. I'm very comfortable thinking on my feet. There's a certain level of energy that I bring when I'm in a kind of performance mode, which is what you're in when you're live. That I, that I knew would work really well for me. And so I thought about starting a live show for like months and months and months <laughs> before I actually did it. And I ended up doing my first one was like a Christmas songs, like just singing special where it was December of 2021. And I just sang Christmas music to people for like an hour. <laughs> and they had requests, they drop requests in the chat and I would do my best to respond to requests. And then I launched my show at the end of January. And I was like, well, what feels feasible doing it every other week for an hour on a Monday? Because I don't have a ton of prep to do. um, Because it's really just a conversation. And it's happening in real time. And there's no editing that needs to be done. And for me, I was like, what's going to make this as easy as possible? So I'm most likely to stick with it. And I knew I was like, I got to reduce all friction. And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do what I know works for me. So that's why I do a live show. Got it. Now, I, I know that you have had this. What sort of things have happened as a result of you having your show that you didn't think of before you started it? Um, well, I'm just thinking through like I'm working on a book. And so as I'm hearing people share all of their stories on my show, I'm like, well, that'd be a really good story for the book. That'd be, of course, you ask permission and all that. But I'm like getting like fodder and content just to be able to you know, then share with people. I've, I've gotten connected to new people. There's people that, you know, came to my first show or that if somebody told them about it and I wasn't even connected with them initially. And now there's this one guy, his name is Zach. He's so great. And he like posts about the show like every Monday. And he's like, is it Monday? He'll comment on it. Is it Monday yet? I can't wait. I'm so excited. And so just to be received by people in that way, is like, okay, people, they like this and they, they wanted this. And I think it's, 
it's a really neat way to help people get to know a different side of people. Like I'll interview people that people often see like they're really happy side. And, and I'm like, we're going to, you're probably gonna be crying by about the halfway mark because you're going to be talking about stuff that's like hard, that's meaningful to you. And that's often what happens. And so I love being able to show this more like vulnerable side of people that they otherwise may not show on social media because I often show a very vulnerable side of myself. Uh, and I think that people, you know, courage is contagious. And so when people see one person, like that person talked about that thing or that person's singing on social media, okay, I think I can push myself a little bit, you know? So that's been a little bit, I'd say maybe of an unexpected, I'm still so early in, I'm still only six months in, you know? But uh, I think it's just been cool to to just connect and meet new folks and uh, that I otherwise wouldn't have known. Talk about that a little bit, because I know that my observation, it just being in business over time, is that brands now and, and people's expectations of brands now is to be uh, connectable, approachable, and show empathy. So, so speak to that a little bit, how you being an entrepreneur, business owner, how you showing that side of you is not only okay nowadays, but that's, that's encouraging and encouraged and likely the way that more brands should go. Well, I think the thing about it is that people get to see me just like in my element. Like, yes, I'm performing to an extent, you know, because I know there's people there and you have to get keep their attention and whatnot. But they're hearing updates about things that are happening or that are going on. They're getting to to know me better. They're getting to hear snippets of even my story a bit better. And they're they're getting to see me. I think the way that I generally post on social media that that people see the complexity. I think sometimes people on social media, you see like one side of them, very one-sided. And I feel like people will get to see not all angles. There's certain things that you just don't share publicly. That's your, that's your business. And, but I, I think I have been good at showing different, different aspects of who I am. And, um, you know, I think that people, you know, people want to work with people like they know, like, and trust. And if they feel like they know you, they're like, Oh, I, I would love to be her friend or like, I would love to have lunch with that person. Then like, they'll probably also want to work with you, you know? Got it. Like, so Rachel, do you, do you like trivia? I actually really, I do. I do like trivia. I like game shows. I grew up game show junkie, grew up loving game shows like supermarket sweep and wheel of fortune and jeopardy and shop till you drop and press your luck. And oh my gosh. So yes. Well, well, we're going to test that. Brunch Podcast Town. All right, Rachel, I am going to give you six categories to choose from. Arts, geography, science, entertainment, history, or general. Which one would you like? General. General. All right. You're going to get this one. Okay, I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> What candy bar was named for a beloved horse of the Mars family? Babe Ruth. What candy bar was named for a beloved horse of the Mars family? Wait, was it Butterfinger? Or was it Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth was named after a baby, I feel like. Ah, a Snickers. Oh, shoot. Maybe it's Snickers. Snickers. Is that your answer? Yeah. Correct. It is Snickers. It took me a minute. <laughs> 
You like my thought process that I just dumped out for you? <laughs> yes, I like Butterfinger too. Snickers, I don't know. Um, I, Snickers is my favorite, but Butterfinger is good too. All right, let's do let's do one more. Okay. Um, would you like entertainment, history, general, or arts? Uh, entertainment. Entertainment. What was the first spin-off series of the TV show The Cosby Show? What was the first spin-off series of the TV show The Cosby Show? I feel like you know this. Really? But judging from your, <laughs> your facial <laughs> maybe. I'm like, when did the Cosby show end? Um I did not watch sitcoms growing up at all. Surprisingly. I watched Full House and Nickelodeon. That was the extent of what I watched. Growing up, I'm like, is there multiple choice? Probably not. Um I do I uh, in living color, I don't know. <laughs> it is a different world. Oh. That's a throwback. All right. So I'm curious to know, what are some of the ways that you are growing your audience? You mentioned, um, you alluded to a little bit earlier, just being your awesome, fantastic self. But are there any uh, more practical things that you're doing to grow your audience? Yeah. Engage with other people's content. Um, that's a really good way to do it. Like I will really thoughtfully comment on on posts that I have, feel like I have something to say. And I'll I'll like max out the character count. <laughs> it's like you have 1,250 characters. And I will intentionally leave a comment that could be something I could post on my own page as its own as its own post. And like I don't do drive-by comments. I don't do like great posts, thanks, nice, awesome, good thought. I don't. I'm like, okay, bot, no thank you. Like every single word that somebody sees me write in response to a comment on LinkedIn or my own post has been written by me. And people can sense the difference. So I think I think a big part of it is engaging with other people's engaging with other people's content of people that you like what they have to say, um, you know, to support them. And to be an advocate for others. I mean, there's a woman who I think recently, uh, somehow her post came up on my feed. I'd never, we were like a second or third connection. I'd never seen her content before and because she was just starting to post on LinkedIn. And so if you are, if you're someone that has a higher following and there are people that have 10X, 20X, 30X, the following that I have, I, but I have a, probably I'm in the top 5% of, you know, of a network on LinkedIn. And so if I engage with something, then that gets a lot more eyeballs on that post. And so part of it too is like doing that out of something that like there's no benefit specifically to me for doing that, but it's like being a steward because there were people that would engage with my content. I'm sure that had more, you know, a bigger network than I did that helped to build mine. So I think just being somebody who does that is a really thoughtful and helpful thing. Uh, consistently, you know, showing up to support other people's shows. I mean, that's something that, I don't do, I, I have boundaries around that because you could be on live streams all day with people and some people are, and I just, I, I have to, I got to check my energy. And so I'm like, all right, maybe like one a week, you know what I mean? 
but to support people in that way. And then I think just genuinely being in a position of wanting to provide value to people. Um, I learn a lot from Jonathan Palmer and Shay Robottom um, on LinkedIn. I mean, they're like insane followings, hundreds of thousands. And they're like often at the cutting edge of whatever's happening on LinkedIn. And so I think just also learning from people that have built authentic and strong networks. Um, so Quentin Allums is another one and Mark Metry was another one. So there's like certain people that I've consistently, like for years, you know, been following their content. And um, so anyway, those are those are some of the things that I would say, just be, a, be intentional about providing value um, and lead with that. Like I don't, I rarely post specifically about my business, like if ever. You know, I mean, if I do, it'll be like a picture of something from an event and then I'll share content that's an insight or a learning point that could actually benefit somebody and not just be, I did a great keynote. Um, you know, it's like, there's a little bit of humble brag. That's like part of, part of that inherently as you're building your own network and you're working for yourself, like you kind of have to just get over yourself. Like you just got to get over the discomfort of doing that and do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, is that helpful? Those are some, some steps. Yes. No. Very, very helpful. Now, all of that was was great stuff. Great advice. You seem like a very straightforward, um, value driven person. But this next segment, I'm going to ask you to give me three things about yourself. Two of them are going to be true. And one of them, Rachel, you're going to lie to me. Okay. All right. Hit me. All right. I had terrible stage fright as a kid growing up. Okay. Um, I married my high school sweetheart. Okay. And, um, I have been hit by a truck. Okay. I'm going to say, I actually do believe you were hit by a truck. I don't know why I believe that, but I think that's true. I believe that you used to have terrible stage fright. I don't believe you married your high school sweetheart, maybe your college sweetheart. So I think that that is the lie. That's your final answer? Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You are correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm always so giddy well, when I get that right. I'm stuck. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. Very well done. I knew if I said I sang with the, with, with the band at my best friend's wedding, you'd have been like, yep. Yes, I would have <laughs> nailed that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you would have nailed that one. So, Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time out, for being a good sport, and um, and giving us so much, uh, so much value. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, learn more about what you do, hear you sing, how can they do that? Uh, well, we can close with a song if you want, but um, <laughs> I'm happy to. I legit am happy to do that. Uh, LinkedIn. So Rachel Druckenmiller, uh, you can search me on there. DM me. We always love, I know both of us, we love hearing when somebody listens to a show and they're like, oh, that was great. I really like this part of it or whatever. Message us. We like that. People think it's creepy. It's not creepy. It's actually one of the reasons we do this stuff. So send me a message on there. Um, on Instagram at unmutedlife is my handle. And then uh, my website is unmutedlife.com. So I've got blog posts and podcast episodes. This will be up on there. Uh, more about my work and how I work with organizations and leaders and teams as a keynote speaker and a trainer. So those are the places to find me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time.
You are you are welcome. Do you want to end with a song? Sure. Go ahead. Do it. Okay. This is a song everybody knows. It's one of my favorites to sing. Because I think it's what, if we show up in the world this way, we'll naturally attract people toward us as opposed to having to force them. So, all right. You know the song too. Here we go. Hmm. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Bravo, bravo. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. That is super awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Podcast My Brand. If you got value from the show, join our email list for show updates and exclusive tips on building trust, growing influence, and increasing authority with your podcast brand. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you next time.